Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. everyone what's up it's tito the host of the podcast 15 to life the podcast that talks about life after having a life sentence in prison and you know what we're gonna do a a little little jailhouse story telling today all right um i know i bounced back and forth to pre and post incarceration this one's actually from the early days this is when i was in county jail find my case and um you know, I was there for two years, so, you know, I was there for a while and went through a bunch of different cellmates. I couldn't even tell you about all of them, but I will be telling stories about a lot of them as we uh, go through these podcasts. But this is one. Um, I was a trustee, so, you know, I got to go out. I would feed chow and all that, clean up, do all that fun stuff, have a little extra freedom, get a little extra food and whatnot. Uh, so I'm working as a trustee, and I don't even remember what happened my my celly paroled or i mean got released wasn't prison yet it's county jail but so I'm, I'm in there by myself and this guy white guy um he's like hey man uh i, I noticed you're 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 by yourself now and i'm like yeah he's like hey uh if it's cool you know i want to move in with you and i was like um you know i don't know we'll talk about it you know we'll see what's up whatever and um he's like oh well you know i'm a cool dude and blah 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 and i go yeah hey um i don't really know you so we'll see you know i I didn't have anyone in mind and to be honest i was kind of good being by myself at the same time i didn't want to get stuck with some junkie coming off the streets that's kicking dope and everything so i did want to find someone sooner than later but you know being a trustee they, they won't just put someone in there you know without kind of running it by you but this guy comes up and talks to me again, and he was in with, um, this dude was uh, Afakasi, he's a Samoan in black, um, so he's in there with his big Samoan brother, right, and I guess the dude's kind of punking him out of his stuff, you know, basically getting his stuff from him, so he comes up and he talks to me, he's like, look, man, um, I really want to move in, but like, I'll pay you for it, but this dude's taking all my stuff, and I'm like, well, <laughs> dude, like, stand up to him. What makes you think I'm not going to take all your stuff? He's like, oh, no, I know. You're cool, man. Everyone respects you. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't know me. No, come on, come on, come on. Anyway, I tell him, eh, I'll think about it, right? So I'm like, whatever. I ended up having to go to court. When I get back from court, I'm walking up the steps, and I see someone look out the window, and I'm like, oh, crap. They put someone in my cell, right? So I get up to the door, and it's dude. And I'm like, hey, bro, how... How'd you get in my cell? He's like, oh, well, I told, you know, the cops, they saw us talking. I told them that, you know, you said uh, it, it, it was cool, you know, and I'm like, dude, no, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. That that ain't the way to do things. I'm like, but I'll deal with it later. I'm tired, right? So I go to sleep and everything. Next day, we're talking. I mean, he seems like an all right guy, but I'm talking to him, and of course, he's in my cell. Otherwise, I would never ask this, but I'm like, what you in for, right? He goes, well, that's why dude was taking all my stuff. And I'm like, oh, here we go, right? So he tells me he's got a a rape charge, but it's not real. And I go, well, 
I'm pretty sure that's what all the rapists say, right? And he's like, no, 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 I'm serious. He goes, I, I was with this chick, and we got into it, and then she went and told the cops it was rape. He was like, I didn't rape her. And I'm like, yeah, once again, this is probably exactly what every rapist says. Like, I'm not trying to hear that. You got to get your shit and get out, right? No, nah, man, no. Nah. So he's pulling out like all these letters and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to see none of that. And he's showing me cards and pictures. And he's like, all these are the girl who said I raped her, yet she's writing me and everything in here. And I go, I hate to say it, but like we've all read newspapers and stuff. Like for some reason, you know, there's that not necessarily the Stockholm syndrome, but like rapists will have all kinds of people following them for whatever reason. I'm like, but yeah, I don't, I don't know who this individual is, and I really don't care. Like, you got to go. And he's like, you get visits, right? And I go, yeah, I get visits. And he's all, I'm going to show you. And so he's showing me her name and everything. And then sure enough, we're up and visiting. There she is, visiting him. And, and I can see her, like, motioning, like, I'm so sorry and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the hell? So when we get back from visiting, I ask him. I'm like, dude, okay. So let's say I take you for your word. That's the girl. Here she is on paper. Why did she say you raped her if you didn't? And so he tells me the story. Now, now, mind you, this is the weird kind of stuff that happens. And you see, now, mind you, without knowing anything else, I could have beat his ass. And I would have been justified because he has a rape case. I could have told him to get out. I would have been justified because he has a rape case. Like, whatever, right? I'm totally green light to do whatever I want to do. Which is probably what the Samoan brother was doing too, right? But he just figured, hey, I'll, I'll milk him for all the money he's got. And then I'll beat his ass and kick him out, right? Needless to say, like, he starts running all this stuff down to me. And he basically says, hey, we were in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. We get into a huge fight. She hits me. Gives me a black eye. Something to the effect, and mind you, it was a long time ago, but some like he started choking her out or maybe he slapped her back, whatever. Then they end up talking, making up, having sex. She leaves, calls the cops. He's in there on a rape charge, right? So I'm like, okay, so one, you know, the whole fighting with the girl and stuff, that's another big no-no, but whatever, you know, that's crazy. You guys have a weird relationship and, you know... This is what happens in weird relationships. So I go, but if that's the case, and if she's saying she doesn't want to press charges anymore, why are you still here? And he shows me he has letters and everything, right, from her, signed by her, the whole nine, in handwriting, not typed, saying that she lied and that she wants him out. So I'm like, dude, why don't you just give that to the DA? And if nothing else, they'll call her in for questioning and probably kick you loose. And he's all, every time I try, they run, they give me the runaround, and they switch DAs up on me. So, once again, something else that sounds real fishy that usually you just be like, it's easier to get rid of the guy than to listen to all this, right? Needless to say, he goes to court, he comes back, and he gives me the piece of paper showing that they changed the DAs again. And I'm like, holy crap, dude, like, they want you to get your ass kicked. Like, they keep sending you back so you can get beat up, basically. And he's like, I know, right? So I told him, I said, dude, if I were you, I would tell your attorney, like, 
you guys are going to go public, go on the news, basically say that they're jeopardizing your safety. Like, I would totally blow this out the water. And he, like, worked, had a good job. So he had been in for a few weeks already, like, already lost his apartment, already lost his job, all this crap behind this, you know, allegation, right? And don't get me wrong, people. Um, the majority of times people convicted of rape, they're rapists, right? But this guy was a trip. So here we go, visiting. She's still there, you know, all this stuff. He's still getting cards and everything. Finally, he goes according and he comes back. Boom. He goes, dude, they're going to release me today. And I'm like, serious? It had been, I want to say, almost like 11 weeks. I knew it was over six weeks. Somewhere in between six and 12 weeks. Mind you, a considerable amount of time for someone who didn't, aside from probably they both should have got a misdemeanor for battery on each other fighting or whatever, right? But he goes, yeah, you know, um, not just um, did they verify that, you know, she wasn't raped, but they also come to find out she's a, a, a scouting parolee from another state. She's been on the run for like three years. And I was like... No, I was like, dude, your story needs to be on TV. Like, that is the craziest thing. But what sucks is that this dude, Larry, freaking lost his job. And he was driving big rig for a big milk company in the in the Bay Area and everything. Lost his job, lost his apartment, like literally whole life screwed off of one bad decision of dating this, this girl, right? And I... I I just never forget because it made me go, man, I'm glad, one, I didn't put my myself in jeopardy by getting into it with him or kicking him out and maybe him fighting back. And next thing you know, uh, I'm, I'm fighting a violent crime and here I am doing violent things, right? But it was just crazy how the story played out. Then he got out and he wrote me for years all the way up, you know, through most of my prison term. He would write me, send me Christmas cards and stuff. He he moved out of the Bay Area, moved up to Sacramento. But I just, I, I look at that and go, wow. Like this dude lost everything. One, because like if you don't bail out, right? And, and mind you, that's money you lose out on. And and that's all another conversation. The whole bail system is is BS. And, and I will speak on that real quick since I brought it up, but... There's been studies where they pay people's bails, and whether you pay or you don't pay and you get released, um, you come back. And when I say that, I mean like the people that actually paid out of their money versus the people that someone else paid, there was like no difference. It was like 96% of the people that had their bail paid for them showed up where a worse percentage of the people that actually paid their bail out of their own pocket didn't show up so it's just crazy right but but the thing is is that bail is what screws people up because they end up losing jobs and then they can't afford to pay their bills and they lose more and then they lose kids like that whole bail system and mind you bail is for someone who hasn't been convicted yet it's not like you can go to prison for murder and then bail out bail is for someone who is basically going through the process and we have so many people that are on paper. And when I say on paper, I mean probation or parole because they accepted plea agreements so they wouldn't lose their job. Now, don't get me wrong. The majority of people in jail should be in there. But a lot of them shouldn't be in there for the stuff they're in there for. 
And a lot of them take deals for things that they didn't even do just so that they get less time and get out. So there's a ton of stuff that needs to be fixed in the system. But Larry, to me, was a perfect case in point when it comes to why things are screwed up and how the system, even though someone was probably doing something they shouldn't have done, screws up their entire life. And mind you, luckily, he didn't have any kids or anything at the time. So at least he didn't have that issue. But damn, to lose a good paying job and your apartment and have to start over in a whole nother city. That sucks. Just because you dated the wrong person. I'm pretty sure we can all say we've dated some crazy people in our past. But none of us went to jail and lost our jobs and everything else. So that's just one quick story. And since this has gone pretty quick. I'll give you guys uh, I'll give you guys one more. So another similar situation. Matter of fact, I was in the same pod <laughs> and when Larry left, I ended up having this other guy who wanted to move in who was geez, uh, he was like Lebanese and something like white or something. Anyway, his his father apparently had money. I think his father had a few uh, either liquor stores or like Dollar Trees or something, right? And um, he seemed like a goofball, tall, goofy kid, right? No, like, could not get why he was locked up. And so I made the assumption, just based on my experience after being locked up for about a year, which was he was probably using dope. <laughs> and sure enough, that's that's what it was. And he basically said, well, I've been locked up before. My dad usually bails me out, but he wants me to learn, so he's leaving me in here. And I was like, well, you know, I hate to say it, you know, probably makes sense. But, you know, whatever, don't, you don't, you, you don't mess around in here, right? He's all, how can you? And I'm like, well, there's, there's dope in here. And if you really want it, you'll find it, you know, but cool, whatever. So he was a cool guy, real quiet, kept to himself. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, it was perfect for me. And then, um, <laughs> cause I was a trustee and, I kind of ran the pod I, I lived in. Like, if I came out to day room, I, I picked the channel that the TV was on, and I had a table all to myself. The newspaper always came to me first, and I would divvy it up. You know, all that good stuff, right? But it was just because I was there a while. It wasn't like I was the biggest, toughest guy in there. Hell, half the pod could kick my ass, but it was more of a respect thing and probably out of fear that I would do something crazy because I was fighting a life sentence anyway. So... I'm in there, and uh, one of the northerners, Nortenio guys, comes up, and he's like, hey, man, out of respect, I just got some stuff in, you know, I'm going to give you your 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 piece because it's your pod, right? And I was like, what'd you get? And basically, and you've probably seen this on Locked Up and stuff, but they basically infuse some, like, water-based colors and stuff with, like, crank, you know, with methamphetamine, and... and they put that liquid on paper like a drawing that comes from a kid and then you basically cut off squares and you can basically you take the squares like a little square of acid or something because the chemicals are on there and you get high right and so he gives me this corner and and to be honest that was my first time seeing that and so i was like what the hell am i supposed to do with this he's all be careful don't hold it too long in your hand because it'll start seeping through he's like i know you don't mess around but you can sell it and make, you know, 20 to 50 bucks depending on 
who it is you're dealing with, right? I'm like, what? So he gives me the rundown. I'm like, wow, you just educated me because I didn't even know about that, right? So I got it sitting in the cell, and apparently my celly, he had seen this guy selling the stuff in the pod. So he comes up, and he's all, hey, man, I thought you didn't mess around. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's all, isn't that that stuff from Gato? And I'm like, oh, yeah, why, what's up? And he's all, I thought you didn't mess around. I was like, I don't. I was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with it. Maybe I'll try and sell it, get some canteen. And he's like, uh, I'll pay you for it. And I was like, dude, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, man, nah, dude, you don't want to mess with that stuff. He's like, I was going to buy some off him. I'd rather give you the money, though. At least the food stays in the cell. And I'm like, you're serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he was giving me a list, but, you know, I'll buy it off you. And I was like, you know what, dude? Just take it. You don't, you don't, you ain't got to pay me nothing. Just, just, are you going to, like, be up all night and stuff? And he's like, I'll be real quiet. No, I promise, I promise, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, man, look, don't, like, seriously, I'm going to kick you out if you get all crazy. And he's like, all right. So I gave it to him, and I don't know. I read, I was reading my little book, Crash Out, Go to Sleep. He was reading a book. I wake up in the middle of the night to take a piss, and he's sitting there on the floor in his boxers with a toothbrush and a little, uh, like, a coffee jar lid with some soap and water, and he's scrubbing the corners of the cell. And when I get up, I'm like, oh, crap, are you good? And he's all, the cell's going to be really clean when you wake up. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is, like, wow. And no joke, I I went back to sleep. I was a little worried, but at the same time, I'm like, what am I going to do? We're locked in here until the morning. I went back to sleep, and when I woke up, he wasn't lying. That cell was sparkling clean. And he stayed up for like another day and a half before he finally crashed out. But that that's how crazy and easy it is to get drugs in prison, how people still use them. Uh, and like I said, that was in county jail. But I was just like, holy crap. And, I, and that's just, and that's two quick little stories. And that dude ended up, you know, um, getting released. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in prison right now or dead, you know. Um it's just that it's the craziness of what goes on. And, and those are two quick, short stories that I didn't go into super detail. I just put the gist of it out there. But anyway, if there's any other things you've heard about, read about, seen on Locked Up that you that you want to question and know what it's really like or what, what really happens, go ahead and drop me a, a comment, shoot me an email whatever and i will definitely talk about it and i'm working on getting some guest speakers up on here too hopefully uh this week coming up we'll be able to put something out anyway this is tito 15 to life see you next time